0: Right now in CBS News Bay Area, it's been three years since this North Bay mother lost her son to the deadly drug fentanyl. I just feel connected to him. I like to keep myself involved in the work. Talk to young people, talk to parents, talk to our community. Her mission to prevent other parents from going through the same unimaginable loss. Homes almost completely buried by snow as the Sierra tries to dig out. The new concerns tonight about flooding in the lower elevation.
1: We'll have to watch for the flooding threat around the Bay Area as well later this week with more rain. I'm tracking it in the first alert forecast.
0: Also, students in Santa Rosa walk out of school after last week's deadly stabbing. What they want to see, and it's not the return of campus police. We also need to
2: show the district and the board that we are not okay with this.
1: This is CBS News Bay Area with Juliet Goodrich.
0: It is a tough time of the year for a North Bay family. They just marked three years since their son died of fentanyl poisoning. Poisoning, that is. Now, this is Michael. He died after someone sold him a fake prescription drug pill on Snapchat. Our Sean Chitness spent some time with Michael's mother, who has now made it her mission to prevent someone else's child from dying the same way.
2: Usually I'm in the car by myself, and it's a time where, you know, I really... This time for myself, and
3: I cry a lot. It's a familiar drive for Mona Leonardi heading to Yonville from Napa, where she plans to have a place to always remember her son, Michael.
2: We thought it would be nice to have a memorial bench where people can kind of sit and reflect and have some quiet time.
3: Michael overdosed from a pill laced with fentanyl sold to him on Snapchat in 2020. This project in the park is one of many Mona takes on in her son's memory.
2: I love this photo of him.
3: To celebrate his life, she goes to their favorite dessert shop.
2: Every time I see the cake, it's just his smile, eating the cake. He loved food.
3: He's been gone three years, and the sight of even just a slice of carrot cake makes Mona think of him.
2: Yeah, it's very emotional. So I got here early today because I knew it would be emotional.
3: Next to that bakery on the Riverwalk in downtown Napa, he used to work at the hotel here and she loved running into him whenever she could.
2: I just feel connected to him. You know, I, I feel his presence when I'm here.
3: Mona believes what happened to her son is part of a national crisis, and not enough is being done to prevent more deaths.
2: I like to keep myself involved in the work um, and just keeping that awareness going, talking to the community.
3: One of Michael's passions was music, So, when his mom created a foundation to reach the 14 to 23 age group and raise awareness about fentanyl poisoning, she looks to young musicians to be a part of her events.
2: Talk to young people, talk to parents, talk to our community. Um, Everyone has a
0: hand at making sure our kids are safe.
3: Together, she hopes they can spare more families from an unbearable loss she knows too well.
0: Yeah, we thank her for telling her story. Mona's nonprofit is called the Michael Leonardi Foundation and we have posted a link to it on our website kpix.com. Now we reached out to Snapchat for this story and they sent us a statement that says in part quote we are committed to bringing every resource to bear to help fight this national crisis both on Snapchat and across the tech industry overall. The company also said quote we use cutting edge technology to help us proactively And shut down drug dealers' accounts. One state lawmaker from the East Bay wants to fine Snapchat and also other social media companies over the fentanyl epidemic. In fact, State Senator Nancy Skinner recently introduced a bill that would fine companies up to $250,000 if they use algorithms that lead to children buying fentanyl. The bill also aims to crack down on ghost gun sales or any content that could lead to children. Harming themselves. And a similar state measure failed in the legislature last year. All right, let's switch over to our weather now. Most of Interstate 80, look at this, it's back open, but. Wow. Conditions still not ideal for driving up and down the mountain. This is from Kingvale. Earlier today, you can see there is still so much snow right now. The mountain's got another big dump of snow over the weekend with piles of snow along the roads. In Truckee, entire homes are covered in it with only their very tops visible. Look at this. Even if people can get out of their homes, well, they may not get too far around town because of unplowed roads. Palisades Tahoe back open today. The ski resort says it had almost a foot of new snow today, bringing the total amount of snow just this season to 48 feet. And in Amador County, snow days are piling up. One teacher says school has been closed since last Wednesday. Local first responders are using 4x4s to do wellness checks for people in those remote areas, making sure they're okay, and PG&E has also been working to restore power to many homeowners. Ooh, look at this beautiful picture with it a warm storm coming to northern California. It's prompting concerns about flash flooding. Cal OES says the warm rain could melt the snow leading to flooding and streams and also low-lying areas. The agency is bulking up their staffing this weekend just to get ready for the storm.
1: So Having things like high water vehicles that could be rescues. Uh, we have swift water teams that do th- divers using sonar. So really looking at all the technology that we have at our disposal work with meteorologists like you guys use at your station to kind of predict the areas that are most at risk. So you can put resources there early.
0: 13 California counties are already under an emergency. Order due to weather. So, we're going to put our meteorologist, Paul <laughs> Hagen, to work <laughs> to tell us where these areas are going to be and yeah. really the, the hot spots, yeah, I should le- say. Later
1: this week, we're concerned about 2,000 to 5,000 feet, mm-hmm. roughly, because above that, the rain's going to fall into enough snow that the snow should mostly absorb it. But that 2,000 to 5,000 5 range, just rain, which is enough to cause flooding, then melting the snow, right. which just exacerbates that flooding threat. We're going to have a few days to kind of focus on that. What we have out there right now is just light. Sporadic shower activity. This is what we're going to see through the rest of tonight, off and on tomorrow, tomorrow night, and into Wednesday. The showers, there are a couple of heavier downpours here and there, including the ones right over the bay at the moment, but this is mostly light shower activity. And that's what we're going to be seeing for the most part over the next couple of days. Not a whole lot in terms of measurable rainfall, just enough to potentially make you adjust your outdoor plans or some more showers offshore that are continuing to make their way steadily closer and closer to the coast, a trend that will continue as we head through the rest of this evening. This forecast model makes it look a little more intense than it actually is, but you get the idea scattered showers moving through plenty of breaks in between those showers. It's possible there will be a few puddles on the road here and there for the morning commute, but those showers tomorrow morning should be pretty few and far between before another round of more widespread rain does move in later on this week. Let's take a look at our rain chances over the next seven days, and you can see what we're talking about with rain chances that aren't zero, but aren't all the way to the top of the chart either tomorrow and Wednesday. They are at the top of the chart Thursday, Thursday night and into Friday. That's associated with an atmospheric river that's going to bring the potential for heavy rain, flooding and additional wind damage to the Bay Area. And of course, there's that flooding threat above 2000 feet in elevation in the Sierra where the rain could result in flooding because of the melted snow. We're going to talk much more about that system coming up in just a few minutes.
0: All right, Paul, thank you. We're going to switch gears now. We now know the name of the mother who was killed by a falling tree in Cupertino while on a hike with her son's boys. Scout troop Vidu Natiall from San Jose was hiking with the troop at Rancho San Antonio County Park yesterday when a tree fell and pinned her to the ground. despite life-saving efforts from the Boy Scouts and first responders, she died at the scene. In Santa Rosa, family and community members joined hundreds of Montgomery High School students in a walkout. You know, it's been less than a week since 16 year old Jaden Pienta was stabbed to death during a fight inside a classroom. Three officers were on campus today at Montgomery for the first day of classes since that fight. But students say the school isn't doing enough to keep them safe. They told us they don't want to bring school resource officers back to campus. They want professionals trained in de escalation. Everyone is mourning,
2: and that's a terrible, terrible thing. But we also need to show the district and the board that we are not okay with this, and we will not let these things happen.
0: Today, Sonoma County Prosecutors charged the 15-year-old suspect with voluntary manslaughter and a felony weapons charge for bringing a knife onto campus. He will be back in court on Friday. All right, let's get to the latest on the Oakland ransomware attack. Hackers have reportedly released personal information from. Thousands of city officials in the Chronicle reporting leaked data includes 12 years of employee rosters from current and former workers, including Mayor Sheng Tao and former Mayor Libby Schaff. The city did not confirm the report, but told us it's doing an in depth review of a third party data mining firm and what will take some time to complete. They are also working close with the FBI.